Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast. Welcome back to Behemoth. Behemoth. I am Brand. Behemoth is here. I had to wear my Catholic shirt today. <laughs> I am Brand, your co-host. I'm here with my friend Scott. Scott, how are you today? I am wonderful today. We're back at a behemoth. Are you behemoth out yet? You still in the? You still in the? No. Are you kidding me? We're just starting. This is week two. That's what I like to hear. I like to hear that. I was hoping that we weren't going to get sick of behemoth. No, possible. We'll. we'll, The the real test will be the draft episode, but we'll. Yeah, we'll figure that out. That's all right. I'm. I'm good. Let's. I want to keep going. There's a lot of behemoth I haven't listened to actually. I just tried to make Bahim month into Bahim year, and it does not work. Whoa, <laughs> that would that would be something different. I don't know if we'd be able to do that one. Bahim quarter, like we just do three <laughs> the weeks, quarter, three months of it. <laughs> but no, we we are a music podcast where we bring each other records that we have heard prior. The other usually hasn't heard. Yeah, and we reconvene and talk here. Last week, you brought me a Behemoth record I haven't heard. The Satanist. Yep. If you want to hear that episode, go listen to that. This week, I bring you a behemoth record you haven't heard, Demigod. Right. And we're here to talk about it. We're here to break it down. We're right so, breaking it down. Off top, a couple quick notes on the band. We all we already gave the history of the band in the last episode. So I feel like bit. if somebody's if somebody's here little. for if somebody's here for Behemoth, I feel like they're gonna listen to both Behemoths. I don't think they're gonna skip one, but who knows? They're gonna join in Behemoth with us. <laughs> It's a scary place to be. It's a scary <laughs> place to be. So just off top, Behemoth is a Polish extreme metal band formed in 1991 as a trio. And until the late 1990s, the band played traditional black metal style with heathen lyrical content, but soon changed to that of the occult and, oh man. Thelema. Thelemic. Thelemic. Thelemic themes? Thelemic. 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 I'm leaving them both in because I don't know which one's right. <laughs> uh, Demigod is the seventh studio record by Behemoth. Seven. Which, so late, it feels. Like, that's a lot of records. Like, Satanist yeah. is, what, their tenth? Ninth? Uh, yeah, Eleventh? ninth, I believe. No. Not ninth, because this is their seventh. Yeah, there's the apostasy and evangelion between uh-huh. Demigod and the Satanist. So it was their tenth. Yeah. Yeah, Satanist was their tenth. 
Okay. Demigod was recorded during May and July in 2004. So June, they said, nah, they were like, we can't, nah, can't record in June. Can't do it. Nope. Got some stuff. I also read that they recorded mainly at night to save money. Love it. Which is wild to think that a band putting out their seventh record <laughs> are doing things to save money. Yeah. Yeah. And was from that it, when Nurgle was going through a bunch of lawsuits and stuff, though? I don't know. Because he got in trouble with Poland. I'm going to say no. Okay. Just because this record, Demigod, is considered their breakout record. Oh, so okay. I don't know if Poland would even have been aware of them. Right. Without this record. Okay. But it was recorded at the Hendrix Studios, which I believe is in Belgium. I did a little bit of research. Oh, okay. I think it was in Belgium. It was mixed by Daniel Bergstrand in Sweden and mastered in a different part of Sweden. So recorded in Belgium yep. by a Polish band. Yep. Mixed and mastered in Sweden. There you go. Along with being Behemoth's breakthrough album, as I mentioned, is now considered a landmark album within the Polish death metal scene. And Decibel Magazine included it in their Hall of Fame, becoming the first Polish album in Decibel's Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Demigod was released October 11th or 25th. I couldn't (laughs) nail it down. Maybe one's Europe and one is the U.S. Possibly. Possibly, yeah. but there was just conflicting reports left and right. Sure. Or at least October 11th or 25th, 2004. Oh, 04. Okay. So let's go through some other records that came out in October of 04. Let's do it. Some stuff on here you may or may not have been into. Some okay, stuff on here. Where was I in 2004? Some stuff on here that I was definitely into. I was in my fifth year of college that I still didn't get a degree from. <laughs> what yeah. a great statement what a great statement so first record came out october 04 frank zappa Ooh. joe's damage i don't know very much about frank zappa except for he was incredibly prolific and doesn't stop making music incredibly prolific and from what i understand incredibly like experimental yeah he does a lot of weird crazy stuff but also like incredibly talented also like he's considered yeah. one of the greatest musicians i don't know i've never gotten into zappa I I, I I i thought you might have like a zappa record i feel like that would be your thing like you just have one zappa record i had a mothers of invention record okay and then i never spun it and then i okay. took it to second and charles yeah that checks out yep next up also october 1st only threw this one in here because this kind of ties into Behemoth a little bit here. Ooh, like it. From the band Sun. Sun. Live ah! White. What, what was the name of it? Live White. Live White. Okay. I don't, I, as we've discussed already, I know nothing about Sun. I guess it could be Live White also. But oh, it could be Live yeah, White. I don't either. I know the nope. band exists. I've seen the name. Yep. yep. But that's my extent of Sun. Until two weeks from now. Yes, when we do Sun's <laughs> behemoth record. Yeah. <laughs> October 4th. I remember listening to this. I think you may have said you listened to this also. Bury Your Dead's Cover Your Tracks. No. No? Nope. Okay. The cover's very familiar to me. I definitely listened to it, but I don't really remember it. I don't and think so. And add this onto the charts. Another one of those b- two bands that are together in my head for no reason other than they're in my head together. Yeah. Bury Your Dead and Haste the Day. Both in my head as the same thing. Couldn't tell you why. No idea. Coming out October 5th, 04, we have Tom Waits, Real Gone. Yep, I'm a fan. 
Mm-hmm. Love me some Tom Waits. Actually, Real Gone is pretty crazy. That one's out there. How? How? How can it be crazy? Is he? Is he still singing like that? No, he's like mm-hmm. okay. I told you, the record <laughs> you got was an outlier as far as musical genre. Yeah, but I think he still sings the same way. I feel like he's still he, singing the same way. His voice doesn't change. It does. He has different no ways way. of singing. Yeah. How did he cough up those rocks? There's no way. <laughs> no, no, no. I didn't say he got cleaner. He just has different <laughs> he just has different inflections he puts on sometimes. Okay. Okay. Maybe one day, 25 years from now. I'll bring um, you another one. Great. Love to hear it. Uh, <laughs> also, also October 5th. I haven't heard this one before, but I love the band of what I heard. REM Around the Sun. Yeah. I I only I know the one that you've given me yeah. so far. I haven't heard that one. I looked at the track list. I don't even know if I recognize any of the singles. So I say, unless it has "Losing My Religion" on it or "End of the World as We Know It." Yeah, those are all pre-04. Those are '90s, I believe. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of the sing- singles I know of them. Yeah, those are the only two big Orange ones that Crush. I know. Orange Crush was on on the uh, on the first record, wasn't it? The no. one we did. No, it wasn't Orange on the Crush one we was did. Absolutely not on Murmur. <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> why do i it's remember that then maybe i do know it's that not one, on then. their it's not on their first five. Oh shit okay it's on green which is their 88 record oh well maybe i know that one from the single then which is their sixth their sixth duty sixth album jesus <laughs> next up at also october 5th we have cakes record pressure chief i know one cake record and it's not that same yeah same but all the all the cake covers kind of look similar. I was gonna say I couldn't pick out because I where was it? I, I must have been like second and Charles or something. I went to second and Charles and saw like a cover. I was like, oh, I know this record. And I picked it, it up, looked cool. at the track listing. I was like, this is not that record. Yeah, that you. Yeah. It might have been Pressure Chief then because I saw this cover. I was like, oh, I think that's the one. But then I is there like a pig on the one that I know? Like I see, feel like I don't know. Cake, yeah, I, I think feel like the so. cake record I know has a pig on Long jacket. Oh man, yeah, mate, never there is the is is the one with the pig on it. But then like fashion nugget also looks kind of. That's like the that. one I know. That's the one I know. Fashion nugget. I don't know, man. That's weird though. Also coming out on October fifth, we have the debut album from Ooh. rapper The Game, Untold oh, wow. Story. That's his debut, Untold Story. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I feels- didn't feels early i didn't listen to him till documentary yeah i didn't listen to untold story either yeah I, it, it's almost like one of those i think a producer it's a producer's record that just has game on the whole thing i think it's one gotcha. of those situations oh, which gotcha. well, i don't think was that common back then but it's very it seems very much more common now maybe just in the realm oh, of hip-hop we're into maybe that's it because they i mean that's all we get now yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, next up on October 5th, I don't believe you've heard this at all, but okay. somehow I stumbled across it like late last year and I listened to it, didn't love it, but oh. I was, I, maybe I listened to it just for the name. The band is Crotch Duster. No, nope. <laughs> and the album name is Big Fat Box of Shit. Wow. <laughs> no. It's almost like a like a hardcore comedy band, like a psycho stick, but more comedy. Okay. It, I know it psycho was, stick. Wasn't great. I think it got like a 6.5 for me. Got like a oh, 6.5. Wow. Better than I thought. Also on October 5th, William Shatner's has been. There we go. Shatner's putting records out. Shatner is putting Still records out. Who loves him? I I Still love him. Doing. You gotta love do him. You, yeah, you like do. 
huge piece of shit. I don't think he's a huge piece of shit. I feel like he's Is just he? a fucking asshole. Yeah, I, I feel like he's just a fucking asshole. Nothing I've ever seen of him have I heard that. We have different perspectives because everything I've ever seen of Shatner is that he's an asshole. Whoa! Some of this might be painted. I listen to a podcast by a comedian who is married to. Do you know? Do you know Star Trek? Like, are you familiar with Star yeah. Trek? Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, he's married to Chekhov's daughter. Oh, okay. So I think a lot of the like stories that I get about him being an asshole are also from there. So maybe that plays into it. Like Chekhov mm-hmm. doesn't like fucking Shatner because he's an asshole, and then I was gonna say that, that's a different perspective. like yeah a little bit yeah a little bit i don't know i mean shatner's also what 95 at this point he's not that old (laughs) i don't know dog shatner's fucking old 91 is he really he's 91 years old born march 22nd 1931 wow yeah that he's older than i thought but wow we're not here to shit on william shatner any more than we need to Moving on to October 5th, might be one you've listened to here. Voodoo Glow Skulls put out. Yeah. Uh, I think these are the Spanish words. Um, <laughs> a, 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 I think it's addiction, tradi- tradition, revolution, but it's like okay. addition, tradition, revolution. Okay. I don't know that so one off know. the top of my head. I, I know I, I botched all that. I'm sorry. I don't speak Spanish. I'm sorry. I listened to, to old Voodoo Glow Skulls. I, 04, I wasn't listening to them, that's for sure, now that I'm thinking about it. See, 04 is probably when I was listening to Voodoo Glow Skulls, because they were on all those uh, Epitaph samplers. Yeah, like I was listening to them, I would think, late 90s. Let's also not get it twisted here. I didn't venture out and listen to a Voodoo Glow Skulls album, but I did enjoy their singles on the Punkoramas. Yeah, yeah, the Punkoramas. October 11th, we have Duran Duran putting a record out. Wow, doing it in 04. And not only they put a record out in 04, they put a record out called Astronaut. Now, has there, ever been a band, has there ever been a band that felt more grounded and less in space than Duran Duran? No. That, yeah. Yeah. It feels weird. It feels really weird. Coming out October 12th. Wanted to ask you about these guys. Seen them. Never heard them. Okay. Pig Destroyer. No. Put out Terrifier. I've seen the name. I've seen the band name around everywhere. Never really listened, though. Man, no, never. I don't. Uh, I might have. Oh, uh, maybe I'm confusing Pig Destroyer with Cattle Decapitation. Yeah, those are two different bands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I know anything about Pig Destroyer at all. Okay, yeah, me neither. So moving on to October twelfth, I think I asked you about these guys. I think this exact album when we did a previous episode about a record that came out the same time. Oh so wow! Just okay. ask me again. Yeah, October twelfth, the Blood Brothers. Put out crimes. No, I was. They were like a, a Blood Brothers guy, like a post-hardcore type of like they had electronic to it. I, I was say, weren't they kind of like techno-y? They had some electronic in there. It was oh, what did I see? It was called. They had a genre name that made me chuckle. It was called like Sasscore. Oh god! <laughs> and I kind of loved it. I love the explanation. I love Sasscore. Yeah, I'm, I've never been a techno-y sounding guy. Like the only like close to that I ever got was uh prodigy. Yeah. And that was just for the fat of the land record. That was it. That was the only one I could stand. Another record came out October 19th, 2004. We have from a basement on the Hill, Elliot Smith. Yeah. Elliot Smith. Yeah. Unfortunately, one, that was one. That was the one he was working on when he passed away. It's so it wasn't, it wasn't completely finished. Not completely finished. No. Okay. And the thing with Elliot Smith is he would work 
on his songs and redo them, rework them, rewrite the lyrics and everything until it was like turned in basically. And even then he would have different versions of them. He'd played live because he was never quite done with any songs. Never happy with anything that he did or himself. Apparently kind of. Yeah. That's a bummer. That's a bummer. Yep. Also on October 19th, only added this in because I did take a peek at our Loudwire list and there is an album by this band coming up. I don't think oh. it's this one. I can't remember offhand, but we have Panopticon by ISIS. ISIS is coming up like next week or the week after. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's uh, up I don't know anything about them. I don't either. Yeah, I did see some of their track lengths and let's just say it seems it's more in your Go <laughs> than mine. Gotcha. Might be more in your court than mine. S- seven minute songs. Poof. Yeah, to be conservative, I think. Yeah, I think Ooh. I saw a record that was like six tracks and fifty five minutes or something. Love it. Yeah, buddy. Got a nice three banger here. That okay? You, if you weren't into at the exact time, you have yeah. grown into being into these three collectively now. Oh, okay. October nineteenth. Most deaf. The new danger. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Your boy, Yassim Bey. Yep. Love him. October 19th. We did an episode on it. Go listen to it. Uh, Jimmy World Futures. There you go. Yeah. Big Love into that, that when it came out, too. Yeah. Thought it was great. Thought it was a great record. Yep. And then also October 19th. Same day. Same day. These three coming out the same day. Yeah. We did an episode on this. This album. Oh, wow. <laughs> three Inches of Blood. Advance and Vanish. Oh, Wow. The, what a crazy three. It's a nice three banger. Yeah. Three banger there. It kind of makes me want to bring you the danger or new danger now. By all means. <laughs> we did Black Star. You enjoyed that? I did enjoy it. And then I also uh, had a a mental breakdown about conscious hip hop and my history right. with it. And it was <laughs> a rough episode. True, if you want to hear that, go listen to that. Yeah. Uh, also October 19th, same day. Not really necessarily saying that you were into this one. Just it did come out the same day. Sure. NPE. Only in America. I've never listened to Head PE. My new metal scope was like like pinpoint on. Like I was it was it was pointed at corn and then you were corn. Right. That was it. <laughs> Head is almost more of a crossover band than new metal band. I know that's okay. rough to say because like new metal grew out of crossover technically. But there's a lot of hip hop elements in Head PE. Yeah. A lot of the time it comes off cringy, I'm not gonna lie, especially mm. now. Especially sure. listening to it now, you're like, oh, but there are there, there's some head B tracks I really like. I are really they kind do. of in the same vein as Dope. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Okay. I would say they're like the prototype Hollywood Undead almost, like okay. Hollywood Undead built on the backs of like Dope and Head PE. I would say. Gotcha. I never. I was never a Dope guy either. I like one record, and it's still it's like that Wednesday Thirteen record. It's it's hard <laughs> to admit, but I did really enjoy it. Right. Also, October nineteenth. Six Feet Under put out Graveyard Classics 2. Now, Whoa. Scott, Six Feet okay. Under. Yeah. Six Feet Under is Chris Barnes' band. Chris Barnes, original lead singer of Cannibal Corpse for the first three records, two or okay. three records, was replaced after that with George Corpse Grinder Fisher, started Six Feet Under. Uh, kind of a joke in the metal scene now because his lyrics, his, his vocals are just fucking... Oh, it's almost sad what he does. Like some oh, of the really? noises he makes are weird. I liked them back in the day. I don't think I dislike them now. But Graveyard Classics, Scott, are cover yeah. records sure. in the style of Six Feet Under. Graveyard Classics 1 was nothing but ACDC covers. Oh, my. 
or vice versa. Maybe two is the one that's only ACDC covers. Maybe there were a couple on the first one and then they went all the way for two. But just all ACDC. Yeah. Yeah. It's a wild choice. And like it a feels crazy, heavy. Six feet under death metal, yeah. harsh, dry vocal. Wow. Really, really wild. That's really wild. wild. That's a that's a wild choice. Yeah. I think you will get a six feet under record eventually. Okay. But I don't know. I think I should bring it to you after a Cannibal Corpse record. Okay. Just because the Cannibal Corpse record wouldn't be a Chris Barnes record either. The one, I was going to say the Cannibal Corpse probably, record yeah. I would bring you would be a Corpse Grinder record. Gotcha. October 26th, we have Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Yeah. With Abitur Blues, The Liar of Orpheus. Okay. Nick yeah. Cave doing it. I know a little bit of him, but just a little. I've heard maybe a record. Yeah. I've heard maybe one record, but it was a more recent record. Carnage? Uh, it doesn't sound familiar. Okay, that one was kind of like over two the years ago, maybe? Three years ago? Oh, the one with like the magic looking forest on the cover? Ghost? Maybe it wasn't even a Bad Seeds record. Like maybe it was just a just solo a Nick Cave. Movie called to October 26th. Your record of the year, if I recall. You oh. told me that this, this was your favorite record of the year, maybe the decade, Scott. I feel like you're lying to me. We have uh, R. Kelly and Jay-Z yeah, with no. Unfinished Business. Nope, no. That collab album had your name written all over it. You you own, what, six or seven copies on vinyl? I have never even listened to a single one. Neither have I. Yeah, Neither have no. I. But man, that, that had, at that time, before R. Kelly was at least known to be the monster that we know him to be now, that record had, it had the heat. It could have been amazing. But I didn't even mm-hmm. listen to it. I did Me not neither. even listen to it. Nope. So then October 26th, another tie-in to our our show here. Okay. Not we didn't do it, we didn't do an episode on this album, but we did an episode on the band. Okay. We have Guar with War Party. Yeah. Did you listen to War Party? I loved Scum Dogs. Uh, I don't think I've listened to War Party. I've listened to a few other ones. Did you get the Lust in Space? That's that's the I don't know why. That's the only other one I have in my head. Don't think so. I I think I, I went to uh Hello. I did listen to that okay. one. That one was a little, um, that was a little more grimy, more grimy is less produced. <laughs> we'll say. Yes. And I liked it. I liked it a lot. I went to America must be destroyed. I liked it. This toilet earth. I liked it. I have not made it to war party. I listened to carnival of chaos. I skipped Ragnarok for some reason. Don't know why, but no, I, I think it's like those four. The last record I have down here for yeah. October, 2004, on the website that I use to gather all these, you can sort them by release date, which is what I do. Sure. And then you can sort them by popularity. Oh. I don't know where the popularity comes in. I don't know if it's just like this website's function or if it's something else. But the number one record of popularity I've never heard of. I haven't heard oh, of okay. the band. Sure. So I wanted, to, I wanted to throw it out see if you knew what it was. The band, okay. Death From Above 1979, the record, You're a Woman, I'm a Machine. I feel like I might have heard the band name before, but never in my life. Not, I don't, yeah, I can't pull it. I couldn't even tell you what genre it is. So I'm going to look it up. Indie? Canadian rock duo. So yeah, indie. Consisting of Jesse F. Keeler and drummer Sebastian Granger from Toronto, Ontario, formed in 01. This is their debut record that they released in 04, and they broke up in 06. Okay. Well, longevity. It's weird, though, because it still says is a Canadian rock duo, not was a Canadian rock duo. So are they back together? I don't know. 
don't know, that's probably me just being a pedantic asshole looking at Grail. <laughs> so let's move on to the Billboard charts. Yeah. First, I have the Billboard 200 week of October 23rd, 04. So I picked right in between the two dates of when the record came because, out. Yeah, because we don't really know for sure. At number five, we have Suit by Nelly. Okay. At number four. Sweat. Greatest greatest hits, volume one. Do you have a guess in 04? In 04? Who would have put out a volume greatest one hits, volume greatest one hits. record? A band you were listening to, without oh. a doubt. Band I was listening to an oh f- uh, that okay the greatest hit no I have no idea. Corn put out a greatest hits in 04? Greatest hits volume one number four on the Billboard two hundred. Is that in right? October of 04. Wow, that kind they of surprised me. Yeah, uh, yeah. They needed some money. Well, head head left, and they were like, "We need we need to do something." At number three, Billboard two hundred week of October twenty third oh four, Chronicles of Life and Death by Good Charlotte. Okay. I was not. This is in- after Good Charlotte was huge. This is like post the big records. Well, yeah, they were. They did their big records in like 2000, 2001, yeah. something like that. Yeah. I saw a review of this, though, that said that it was like it was like well composed, well written, very some mature themes, like some oh. adult songs on here. And okay. then they followed up by saying, don't get me wrong. There's still a lot of garbage on here. <laughs> <laughs> Lifestyles of the rich and the famous. Also, Nelly, Corn, Good Charlotte, that's screaming 04. Like, yeah. A, a little earlier, but it's screaming 04. Number right. two really puts the stamp on 04 for this thing. Number two, Confessions by Usher. Oh, wow. Yeah. This is the most that was 04 a huge record. That was a huge but record. It's not number one. It's not number one. No, it's got to be Sweat from Nelly. It got beat out by the album 50 Number Ones by George Strait. What? George Strait. Number one. Number one. Billboard charts. October 04. Whoa. I did did not see that coming at all. That is crazy. It's insane. It's absolutely insane. Wow. I gathered a couple other random ones up here. Sure. At number 12, finally, I think, answering the question. We've always had the question, what's better, suit or sweat? Sweat's yeah. number 12. So really? Number better, 12? Suit went higher. I think suit went to number one and sweat went to two. I, I don't think sweat ever I thought went that was one. it. Yeah. So we have wow. sweat at 12, suit at five. That's weird. At number 14, has to be mentioned. Now that's what I call music, volume 16. <laughs> volume 312. 04, though, a lot of fucking greatest hits on this chart. I mean, we had Corn one there. Corn. Now yeah. 16 is kind of a greatest hit situation. Like, well, George Strait. George Strait. I imagine that's a greatest hits record. <laughs> I mean, 50 number ones. It has to be, yeah. At 18, we have Lest We Forget, Marilyn Manson greatest hits. Not Never, never was a Marilyn Manson fan. Yeah, I like one record a lot. I did like the hits. Was it Antichrist but Superstar the, that you liked? No, it was not. It was Golden Age of Grotesque. Oh, okay. I don't I don't even know that one. It's a later record. It's much more industrial and okay. there's some electronic stuff too cuz it was when it was right when new metal was getting giant and his whole thing is he didn't want to be a new metal act. So he did something like very different and off the wall. I thought he did that same thing with Mechanical Animals. Mm, I think he tried. When he like had the female bodysuit and <laughs> yes. Yes, the red hair. I mean, he's boots. always been he's always been that dude. He's always yeah. been out there. Uh, from what it seems, he's a monster. But and knowing me, all that theatricalness, you were out, way out. 
I was way out in the beginning when he had just the uh, just the white and black colored contacts. I was like, nah, dude, you're trying too hard already. I think my first like experience, what made me want to get into Marilyn Manson was when I was, oh man, young as shit. Like I, I couldn't even tell you the age, but it was like, young. I wasn't even listening to music really. Like that, mm-hmm. that's how young I was. Yeah. My uncle, we were at my uncle's or it was Christmas or something. And my uncle was telling my mom and dad that he took his son, who is probably 10 years older than me, I think probably. Okay. Took his son to a Marilyn Manson show. And in this show, Marilyn Manson was ripping up a Bible. Yeah. And then like pissing on it on the stage. Wow. And he was presenting it as if it is this like, oh my God, like what the fuck is music coming to? And all I heard was, holy shit, I need to listen to this guy. Like that's what I heard. Meanwhile, Nurgle's getting arrested for that shit. Bringing it back (laughs) to Behemoth. Nurgle gets arrested for it. And Marilyn Manson's doing it. Marilyn Manson's doing it. Yeah. Wild. Billboard chart, Billboard 200, number 19, totally hits 2004, volume two. Wild, man. That's volume insane. two. That's a a volume yeah. two of totally hits yeah. from 2004. Wow. At number 26, had an episode on these guys, not this record, but these guys in Love and Death by The Used. There you go. Well, it I was mean, number six the previous the, week. The episode we had was The Draft, so... Yes. Oh, I, I meant it wasn't specifically about the record. Yeah, yeah. Last one I had for the Billboard 200, week of October 23rd, 04. At number 29, Horse of a Different Color by Big and Rich. Now, oh, I only put this down because this is the one time I can recall. My mother bought a CD uh-huh. and I saw she bought it and I threw it out the fucking kitchen window. <laughs> Like I took it out of the case and shucked it yeah. into the yard and she never saw it again because I was not about to hear it. I was not yeah. about to have her go down that road. I said, <laughs> no, not happening. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, still to this day, she might not know whatever happened to that CD, but well, I know now she does. I, Your mom's listening now. Gone. Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> Definitely not a behemoth episode, at least. <laughs> Moving on, we'll run down quickly here. The Billboard Hot 100, week of October 23rd, 04. Sure. At number five, second single by these guys, I believe. She Will Be Loved, Maroon 5. Then she will be loved. Yeah, not a Maroon 5 guy. I know that song. Uh, I think I like that song. I love their first single, though. This Love, I think that's a great song. This love has taken taken its toll on me. She said goodbye. Too many times before. I despised gotcha. it when it came out. Yeah. I like it a lot now. We're allowed to. We're allowed to yeah. now. Yes. I think it's that thing where if you don't, when it's around all the time, it sucks. Yeah. But if you only hear it once in a while, you're like, okay. All when right. you just keep getting okay. inundated with it all the time, just beaten into your skull, it's too much. Yeah. Like Macarena is a good song, right? Ooh, no. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm I will still, listen to Macarena I'm still today. How, no to that how one. long has it been? Since you listened to the Macarena. It's been a long, long time. Yeah. Go listen to the Macarena. It's a fucking jam. <laughs> I'll die on that hill. <laughs> At number four, Lose My Breath by Destiny's Child. Not really a single I know. I don't know anything from them. I mean, I, I know a couple of the singles. That one I don't know. At number three, this track shaped me a little bit at this Ooh. age. Lean Back by Terror Squad. Okay. I don't know it. Me and my don't dance. We just pull up a pants and do the rock away. Now lean back, lean back, lean back, lean back. 
It, that that was the dance. It's like, hey, that we're fat. It. We're not dancing. That's it. <laughs> it was Fat Joe and the Terror Squad. Good shit. Gotcha. Good shit. At number two, My Boo, Usher featuring Elisa Keys. Yeah, I know it. Great track. Yep. And then number one on the Billboard Hot 100. I think we mentioned it before because I said I didn't know Petey Pablo was ever on a number one Billboard chart. <laughs> uh, Goodies, Sierra featuring Petey Pablo. Yeah. Well, good for him. At least he got one in. Yeah, a couple a couple quick ones I'll just run down here. At number eight, locked up Akon featuring Styles P. That's the one that nope. shot him into the stratosphere. That's the big one. Yep. Okay, maybe he didn't shoot him in the stratosphere. It made him noticed at least. Sure. At number eleven, drop it like it's hot. Snoop and Pharrell. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. At number twenty two, slow motion. Juvenile featuring Soldier Slim. Man. This was a fucking time. There was yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At number 24, The Reason by Hoobastank. Oh, man. I guess I can I say it now. I like I liked that song. I love I that. Say I saw it, it live. Did I saw you? Hoobastank live. Saw it. I've never yep. seen them live. But I did like that song. Even though I, I didn't always think they were an Incubus knockoff, but. Oh, that's interesting. I never put that together. Oh, uh, Those two dudes it. were friends. Didn't The singers uh, from Incubus yeah, and Hoobastank were friends in, like in school. I know Brandon Boyd's name, but I don't know the the, the Hoobastank guy's name. I don't remember his name, but I I remember when they were coming out, when they were big, like somebody said something about them being friends when in school and stuff. This whole grip of like tracks I'm reading, though, it seems like they didn't come out at the same time. Like Locked Up, <laughs> Drop Like a Thought, Slow Motion, The Reason, the next one, Broken, Seether featuring Amy Lee. Did that come out in 04? It's on, it's on, it's number 30 on the charts. I'm broken. I know you love Amy Lee. I, uh, let's not talk about <laughs> Moving the on atrocity. to 34. 1985, Bowling for Soup. I remember those dudes, and I remember that song. But, like, that whole grip of songs they just read you, they all yeah, don't feel really like they weird. came out at the same yeah. time. They don't, they all feel like they're very different time in time. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I had to throw these two in here just for me personally. Maybe. Okay. okay. Uh, at number 45, we have No Problem by Lil Scrappy. And at number 90, we have Knuck If You Buck by Crime Mob featuring Lil Scrappy. So let's just say in 04, your boy was in some serious, violent fucking hip hop. <laughs> right. Still to this day, two of my favorite hip hop songs of all time. I love them <laughs> so much. And I, seeing them both on the charts, I was like, this is my time. This is where right, I yeah. was born. That's it. I was birthed a second time through the little scrappy. On the <laughs> and then I'm sorry. I know I put a lot here real quickly. Two songs on the charts that in my life I thought were the exact same song. Oh, I wow. can't tell you which one I know is which one. At number 77, <laughs> So Cold by Breaking Benjamin. And at number 95, Cold by Crossfade. Thought they were the same song in my head. I have no idea I about think, either of those songs. So I think the Breaking Benjamin one is the one I sing. It's cold was so cold. We are so cold was so cold. But it could be the Crossfade song. Couldn't tell you. In my head, thought it was thought it was the same song. No idea. You know my opinion on Breaking Benjamin now. Yeah, they're your favorite. Moving on. No, they're trash. Uh, <laughs> Go on. So Demigod, 10 tracks, 41 minutes, 2 seconds. Scott, it's time for your breakdown. I spent enough time. We wasted enough time on the charts. We wasted enough time <laughs> on the albums coming out. I'm going to have to edit so much to get where we are already. Yeah. Scott, please, let's start breaking down Demigod by the one, the only, Behemoth. Let's do it. Starting off with Sculpting the Throne of Seth. 
I love the acoustic intro that runs right into ripping my face off just yeah. heavy. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Right off right off the bat in this record, yeah. It's much more death metal-y than it yeah. is black metal. Like there are For riffs. Sure. I think the drums could still be considered black metally, but like louder, if that makes sense. <laughs> sure. Sure. Inferno's going no, nuts. I, I don't know about louder. I think better produced. Okay, that's it. Yeah, because it's than black metal drums usually are. I am a big fan of the production on this thing. It is crisp. Oh yeah, I'm sure. It is yeah. Crisp. Yeah, yeah. Nurgle's voice is a lot deeper than I'm used to now. Yeah. Uh, especially coming off of the Satanist. Uh, he's it's much more of a death metal delivery as opposed to the black metal delivery. For sure. Yeah. Although it kind of does sound on a lot of these songs that he's layering it like he's doing both. But right. the black metal delivery is underneath it. Yeah. This vocal style he's got going on right now is like it feels more menacing, mm-hmm. which is wild to say <laughs> coming off of the Satanist. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's much more menacing. Uh, the chorus is great musically. It's like super chaotic and frantic. And I love the drums. We mentioned them already, but I had to say it. I love the drums. Inferno is unreal, man. He's he's yeah. He's an octopus behind the kit. He's in his own class. He's honestly yeah. in his own class. It's, it's unreal. Yeah. Super, super great. I love this opening for the record. Moving on to the title track, track two, Demigod. Yeah, another great intro. I love the horns coming in to the super heavy riff. And then the drums, of course, are just amazing. Genius may be wrong, or the lyrics are not vocalized like they are written. The lyrical content of the song ties in really well with what would come with the Satanist. A lot less atmosphere and much more aggression than on the Satanist, mm-hmm. though. Absolutely. But yeah, I was trying to follow along with Genius, and, and these words don't match up with what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, that happens. Yeah, that happens. Although, do you think, eh, no, I don't know. Because I feel like, would Genius translate them? Like, if they were in Polish? Yeah, I don't know. But I don't think they were in Polish. But let's be real, it's not going to be 100% accurate if you're listening, if you can tell if it's in Polish or in English. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. But I think they were in English. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure the whole record's in English. There was like an extra seven words in one line. And I was like, he did not say that at all. We have an anti-flag situation going on right now. I was going to say, put it up on the board. <laughs> put it up on the board with anti-flag. Yeah. Moving on to track three, the the track that introduced me to Behemoth. You Conquer first listened all. to Conquer All. I heard Conquer All on the OzFest 2006 demo. 2004? I yeah. can't remember. I had, I had probably 04 because this record came out in 04. Yeah. So probably 04, 05. Yeah, I heard it on the compilation for OzFest, and holy shit, did I fucking love it. 2,000 years is nothing, but it's been enough is a (laughs) wild line. I (laughs) loved it. What a phenomenal lyric. The guttural sounds after the first chorus sounds like demons. It's not words. Like, and it's not, I can't even (laughs) say it was Nurgle. Like, it was just, it might have been him, but it was like... I don't know where the hell those sounds came from. It was like the recording area was possessed or something. It was yeah. what a wild sound. And it wasn't like, it was only after that first chorus. I went listening like specifically for that after the next chorus and the third wasn't there. Not there. It was just that one spot. And I was like, Oh my God, this is crazy. The song sounds so urgent. Yeah. 
that's a good way great. to describe a lot of this record. It's, it's yeah. it feels like we got to get this like, across. Get it like, down now. It. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's what did did it for me with Behemoth and this record in particular is it's it's definitely a death metal record. Like yeah. the Satanist is a is a blackened death metal record, but this is a death metal record that feels evil because of mm. the like the the delivery and because of the I don't want to say the lyrical content because if I'm being honest, no, it's I the still... layering of the vocal sounds. Yeah, it just that, feels yeah. satanic. And god damn it, do I still love it to this day? This record brought me back this week, man. I love yeah. this fucking record. And then I loved I loved the drums at the end of this track too. Like I'm gonna say, like the drums on every track are just amazing, but the drums yeah. at the end of this track were fantastic. I was gonna say, I don't know if there's any part of this record where I dislike the drums. Like the drums are yeah, always no. fucking just going. Yeah. Also, let's keep an eye on these track lengths up till now. You know what I mean? 443, 333, 331, next track 422. Like these yeah, are this solid is all you. Me. Yeah, this, this is, is you. solid for me. Yeah, these could be radio tracks if oh and they're on my radio, radio station. <laughs> they're on my radio station. Right. Moving on to track four. The Nephilim Rising. I'm burning like a fucking fire. That's how this track starts off. I'm burning like a fucking fire. Hey, man, they can't all be gold. No, what are you talking about? That's fantastic. I loved it. I feel like it's a little like, uh, okay. Uh, nope. Okay. Love uh, it. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. I'm not going to talk you out of it. I'm not going to talk you out of it. Uh, I also love the 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 new metal guitar squeals throughout the the beginning of this oh, track. Love them, love, yeah. them. love them so much. Love yeah, them love it so much. The spoken passages give me a nice little departure from Nurgle's deep growls on this record. That they perk my ears up, and then I appreciate the growls again afterwards. It's like a uh, like a palate cleanser. This is the first track on the record where Nurgle didn't write the lyrics. The lyrics. Oh, is it? By Kristoff as as a rare wix. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I think I did the same thing last episode. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's uh, I'm, it's not my native language. I do apologize. Yep. I should have done more research. Uh, moving on to track five, Towards Babylon. This one goes so hard. So fast. It's pretty crazy. Nurgle runs through the majority of the lyrics in the first half of the song. Like, yeah. like I said, following along with Genius, listen to this. We get to the end of the lyrics on the the fucking page, and there's still half of a song to go. And I'm like, "What? What's going on here?" <laughs> lyrical, lyrical speed run, lyrical speed run. Yeah, but then he shreds the second half of the song. Like yeah. the guitars on this thing were insane. Well, you got to get all the lyrics out of the way so we can hit some solos. That's how. Well, it works. yeah, I'm for it. <laughs> Moving on to track six, before the eons came. I love the transition from the final cymbal crash in the last track into the guitar feedback on this one. Yeah, there's a few transitions from track to track on this record that even even listening to it this time, we're like, wow, that's fucking well done. Yeah, and this was this was probably my favorite one. That crash and then the feedback sound, just it was like perfect. I love the guitars coming in uh, separately in separate speakers. They were playing little headphone games with me on this one. I loved it. I love the bookending aspect of the lyrics in this track. I really dig this one a lot. Good shit. Yeah, it's a great song. Lyrics not by Nurgle in this one. They were Algernon Charles when 
Swinburne. I don't know if that's three different person uh, people. Like I don't know if Algernon's a person, Charles is the last name of a person, and Swinburne. Or I don't know if it's Algernon Charles Swinburne. I don't know. I'm sorry, but no, Nurgle's no not credited on the lyrics for this one. Poor guy. Moving on to track seven, and I'm not reading it. Good luck. Mysterium Canuinic Tonis Chianis Hermanubis. I have no idea. Yep. I love how this is Nurgle's version of my favorite things. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Never heard that. Never heard. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's good shit. Yeah. And, and then I love the fade out at the end of the track. But like I was, like I said, listening to this, reading the lyrics. I was like, these are a few of my favorite things. And, like it just like it came right to my head, like listening to what he was saying. It was so funny. Technically, I guess they wouldn't be Nurgle's favorite things because this is another Kristoff uh, Azariah. Gotcha. Well, yeah. it's his favorite things then, and they're yes. fucked up. <laughs> Moving on to track eight, and I have no problem saying this one because I love this. The name of this track, I love the track Zol. Yeah, the guitars really shine through on this record. Nurgle is one of those guys who writes about subjects that I know incredibly little about. That at a mm-hmm. certain point, my brain turns off, and I just enjoy all the sounds. Yeah, that's where I'm at with Behemoth most of the time. Yeah, it's, like I don't, think, I don't get, I don't understand what you're doing most of the time. But I'm in, whatever, man. Like if I, like if, I if I tried to understand these lyrics, I'd just be having a dictionary in front of me while listening. Oh, you need more than you need to be at like the library of the Dewey Decimal fucking system cards <laughs> because you'd have to go to some wild avenues to find some of this information. Right. Coming out of Zol, this is the transition I like the most is the ending of Zol into the beginning of Slave Shall Serve. And I'll say it right now, Slave Shall Serve is my favorite song on this record. This thing's a fucking ass beater. Yeah. Scott, please. Slave Shall Serve. Is is the intro to this like actual lyrics or is it just gibberish? Or is it Polish? I don't really know. I want to say it's Polish or it could even be Latin, I guess. Okay. All right. Nurgle has far too many words he's trying to cram together in parts of this song, but it is a rager. The drums are unreal. Yeah. I could say it for every song on this record. The drums are insane on this whole record. Yeah. This is the one though, for my life, I read it somewhere. It's been scrubbed from the internet. I don't know. I don't know what happened. I know I've read it. It was either Slave Shall Serve or Zol, but I'm pretty sure it was Slave Shall Serve. Held the world record at a certain time for being the fastest mass-produced like record ever, like beat-wise, like beats per minute. Oh, okay. Not just your like it's not just a kid on a snare drum getting the world record. It was like an actual song, the fastest BPMs gotcha. for a song for a while. I think yeah. was Slave Shall Serve. I tried to oh, look wow. it up. It's it's scrubbed from the internet. I can't find it anywhere. So either I was lying. <laughs> or somebody lied to me. That's right. the option. Uh, yeah. I don't know. But I I love it. This thing blew my mind the first time I heard it. Anytime somebody would ask me, like, who wasn't into metal or something, and would mm-hmm. ask me, they, oh, let, let me hear some of the crazy shit you got, I would put on Slave Shouts. <laughs> that beginning sound of just the fucking the vocals coming at you yeah. and then the fucking unreal speed, man, it's just, it's it's a thing to behold. Yeah, it's crazy. Moving into the closer, number 10, The Reign of Shemshu Hor. An eight and a half minute closer. And I'm going to be honest with you. They got they got me the rest of the record by keeping them short that this eight minutes was fine with me. I was going to say, you can't have been stoked about the instrumental beginning of this track. 
I wasn't, but <laughs> it, it, it wins me so hard when it comes in because it's so heavy. It's so that that riff just is such a fucking. Oh riff. yeah, oh, I love it. This thing is magnificent. This yeah. track. This is possibly the most well-rounded and complete track on the record. I think. And it's eight and a half fucking minutes long. <laughs> I was going to say, do you think that's because the rest they did shorten down and there was so much speed in them that they couldn't round it out with the with the quiet without them being longer? Yeah, I don't know. But this song was amazing. I love I loved the instrumental part of it at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, I wasn't and then I figured you weren't. But this is yeah, this was where. So, you know, we've talked about it before where we say the closing track is where the band is going to continue on Mm -hmm. to the next record. I felt Mm -hmm. like this, even though I haven't listened to the apostasy yet. Like, I feel like this is where they're going. Like this could have even been right before the Satanist where you got that atmospheric, that little atmospheric going on, which they kind of fully embraced on the Satanist. I will say that I was given so much speed and so much, chaos and so much just can consistently just driving you in the record that as a song i'm not excited about the instrumental as an album it works perfectly because it's a little bit of a cool down yeah and then it brings you into this just ripping closer that man that riff still yeah like yesterday i was listening to this thing through Mm -hmm. i i may have had it on shuffle and it popped up probably like halfway through what i was like it was probably like six tracks in or something sure and, I, and as soon as that kicked in i was like oh my god what song is this like i couldn't even remember what song <laughs> Wait, it was. what's going on what's this riff again what how do how, <laughs> did i miss this and i was like oh it's the eight minute closer yeah, i may yeah. have never heard this before <laughs> i guarantee you until at least a couple years ago when i revisited this record i'd never heard that because i would yeah. probably listen to the first two minutes of that instrumental and be like okay i don't need this Just like no nope, i'm good yeah. Yeah. That, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. So we finished Behemoth Demigod. Scott, top three. Yeah. Top three. Uh, Conquer All is my number three. Conquer All would have to be my number three because it was my first, my introduction to Behemoth. I, I, I don't think I can get away from it. Everything I've listened to Behemoth is based off of the sound I have from that. Yeah. Which is probably why the Satanist didn't do as much for me as it should have because right. I'm comparing it to a death metal Behemoth when... Behemoth were a black metal band turned into a death metal band and went back to a black metal band. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I like that. I, I'm a big fan of the pocket of that death pocket metal right there. Band. Yeah, yeah. So number two, uh, before the eons came. Okay, my number two is going to surprise you because it okay. is the reign of Shemeshore. Oh well, that's my number the one. The closer is my number two. <laughs> I mean, you know, my number one is already said. It's Slave Shall yeah. Serve. That thing's yeah. unreal. Oh yeah, the real. Yeah, the closer is my number one. I I loved it. I loved the cooldown. I loved the yeah. picking up at the end. It was yeah, it's amazing. I am glad that this record is so different than the Satanist because yeah. it would have felt weird coming into this record and it being the same exact record as the Satanist. Right? Yeah, yeah. It is a very different record. It is a For death sure. metal record with black metal peppering as opposed to the Satanist, which is a black metal record with death metal peppering. You're right. They yeah. do both equally well. But yeah. one of them I like more. Sure, sure. And one of them you like more. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So I guess I got to ask a question, Scott. Behemoth Demigod. Yeah. For Behemoth, throne, own, phone, or grown? It's a definite own. I'm not going to not own it like I'm looking for it. I had it ordered. Okay. Or no, 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 no. I had it in my cart on Discogs. And I was trying okay. to make a deal with a guy because he had 
demigod, the apostasy and demonic pandemonium. Was that what the name of one of the records? I can't remember. He had three. I was trying to make a deal and he sold demigod out before he answered me. So I got the, I got the other two, but yeah, didn't, I wasn't able to get demigod, but I'm on the lookout for it. Uh, Another thing I want to mention, I want to mention before we move on from this, uh, the the recording may have sounded fuller because mm-hmm. in addition to the trio that we had, they brought in a studio guitarist for the record for the recording. Okay. Yeah. So there was actually two guitars going most of the time. Gotcha. Just I just assumed it was multi-tracked that yeah. Nurgle did two separate he did a lead track and then a, a rhythm track, but I like bringing in a second guitarist. Oh, hold on. I just found information. Before the eons came. Yeah. It's it's not even written lyrics. It's an adaptation of a poem. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Appa- apparently, Algernon Charles Swinburne was an English poet, playwright, novelist, and critic. He wrote several novels and collections of poetry, such as poems and ballads, and contributing to the and contributed to the famous eleventh edition of the Encyclopedia Britannica. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's just it's just a poem that he wrote that that Nurgle said we're putting music to this. Well, I love it. Yeah, it's fucking. Yeah, great. it's I, fantastic. There's not a skip on this record for me. Um, on the track Zol, there is a guitar solo by Carl Sanders of Nile. So there was a there was a feature oh, okay. on that one. Sure. Um, this was also re-released with like multiple. There's two Japanese bonus tracks. Oh. There's a special edition DVD where there's 10 more tracks in addition to what we get there. Oh, it's yeah, it. I, I love this record. It's I didn't I didn't think this was their seventh record like that feels super weird to me now coming back around <laughs> to it yeah but this is a record that made me even like Behemoth and then investigate other Behemoth but nothing can compare to Demigod for me love this record I'm glad it's known for you yeah oh, for sure this isn't the only thing you listen to this week Scott though what uh what's your record of the week my record of the week is a revisitation oh no we both we both thought higher of this record than we had in the past. Okay, I think I know what we're at. I think I know yeah, where we're at. it is Deloused in the Comatorium by the Mars Volta. Holy shit. Yeah. This thing is a, yeah. like a masterpiece. It's it's pretty unreal. It's, I, it's unreal. Yeah. I remember when it came out and I picked it up because I was a big at the drive-in guy. I've always loved that band. And mm-hmm. I knew two of the members of at the drive-in left, started the Mars Volta, I listened to an EP that um, I haven't been able to find ever after listening to it. I don't know what happened to it, but this, I think, was their first full length that they put out as the Mars Volta. And holy shit, it is amazing now. Like, I I listened to it back in the day and I was just like, eh, it's not at the drive-in. But I listen to Mm -hmm. it now and it is phenomenal. As a guy who learned that at the drive-in and Mars Volta were like the same guys way too late like i had already listened to mars volta for a while oh okay and and another thing i think what hampered mars volta for me was i didn't get them album by album when i downloaded mars okay. volta i got four albums Just so when everything. you're inundated yeah. with four four i think it was four four records of mars volta and you start listening to them they kind of lose some of their they're not as special because yeah you're getting all of it at the same time right so in a in a, are you listening first? My record of the week is also D. Loss in the Comatorium. Oh, oh yeah. I, I was going to pick something else, but we, you talked to me into it. I'm into it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's my record of the week. It's fucking unreal. It's, yeah. It's, it's 
such a good record. And again, I, I said it to you when we were listening. It's a hypocrite record for me. There's a lot yeah. of shit on there I would hate. There's a yeah. lot of shit on there I would hate from like other bands or other people trying to do stuff. But for some reason, it all just clicks. Man, and it, it is. It's, it's, it's great. It's, and, and we talked about it. There's no way we could pick a top three songs. It, it's not record. a song like, record. No. no. It might as well no, be one track. Like you might yeah. as well just cut off the tracks completely. If you're listening, you have to listen from start to finish. I also think I need to dive more into the, it is a concept record about a guy who like overdoses on like rat poison and shit and is in a coma. Like I, I think I need to dive into the lyrics oh, and really. I, yeah, I would need it. to do that too. Cause yeah, it's unreal from what I heard about it. It's unreal mm. from listening to it, but I think diving into it as the concept record is seeing the story weave its way through everything. Yeah. I think it might even add another dimension to it that maybe puts it in, in 10, ten territory. Whoa, like it's close. Boy. It's yeah. close. But if that story comes through, it's, it's in 10 territory, I think. So we listened to it and I just listened to it at work. So I wasn't able to like read the lyrics and listen to it at the same time. Yeah. I want to do that. Um, I do want to own it, but I don't, I told you, I don't know if I'd be able to like actually spin it because the breaks it would take in order to flip the record over, change to the second record, flip that over. It won't feel as fluid. I think you just need to start work, start hitting the turntable at about 6am every weekend and work until about 12, 12 30 to work on your like moving and getting it perfect. So you could be like a NASCAR pit crew out there and you can just boom, boom, done. Like, and then you can just get that seamless, like, like you, and you have to also know when the tracks are ending. So yeah. like uh, maybe even have like Lucas standing by you to hand off one of the records. So you don't have <laughs> just, you could be an actual unit, get, maybe get Emily involved and be like, listen, this is a, just get a whole group. We're doing the effort. You like, you get jackets made up that say like pit crew. <laughs> <laughs> just really good. Comatorium pit crew. Yeah. hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Oh man. I'm, now I'm thinking of you like waking up your family with like a trumpet saying it's time to train. Let's it's, go. We got to hit the table. We got to hit the turntable now. <laughs> That's fucking great. That's fucking great. Uh, so it was an own from you. I guess the only thing left is for yep. you to tell me what we're listening to next week. I mean, I know next week's, oh, well, next next week's week the draft. The Hemant's draft, yeah. So are we holding off to say what we're listening to do? I don't, I don't remember how we do this normally. I don't think we do. I think you just tell me what the next We don't normally, but we're going to hold off. Okay. We're going to hold Even off. though we said it kind of the beginning of this episode. I mean, I, I can cut it out. I guess we can talk. We've No, it's fine. We've, we've talked about it. We're going to do the Sun record. And the only reason we're doing it is because we couldn't find another record with Behemoth in the fucking title. We f- I found two more, but they were like jazz fusion records, and there's no way we're smart enough to talk about jazz fusion. Yeah, yeah, that was my worry. And then, I mean, we could do and like then... a They Might Be Giants record, because that's kind of Behemoth. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be something completely different. Yeah, but no, I think it'll work. Yeah, not next week, because it is the, the, the draft, but the week after, we're going to do sun's record flight of the behemoth yes so in addition to us giving each other behemoth records and we're going to draft the discography of behemoth and we're going to do a sun record that has behemoth in the title nobody asked for this no one not one person but it's happening you're getting it yes hopefully if you don't enjoy it you're just waiting till the end you're just waiting till we're done and we're back (laughs) on the road again willie nelson style yeah (laughs) yeah 
So uh, draft next week, but we are doing yeah. that on record in two weeks. So I guess this is the first right. time we've said something two weeks out. Follow us on Twitter at AOL Pod. Follow us on Instagram at AOL Pod. Join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Send us an email at areyoulisting.pod at gmail.com. Listen to all the Joy Road Media podcasts. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Scott, thank you for the episode. Thank you for the podcast. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you, brother. And listeners, again, thank you. Yeah. I hope you're at least bearing your teeth through this month if you're not a fan. <laughs> but just know that we are enjoying ourselves. And that's really all that matters. We are. That is what matters. Are you listening? Are you listening? Long jacket. Thelemic. Thelemic. I'm leaving them both in because I don't know which one's right. It's probably Thelemic. And she will be loved. Yeah, like Macarena is a good song, right? A Mysterium Canunictonis? Chianis? Hermanubis? Nobody asked for this. Yeah, he's he's got he's got a big one. Big discography.